Sadly, this is what home sounds like for many of America's heroes. During this crisis, many veterans are living on the street, sleeping on nothing more than cardboard. You can help. Donate at cardboardtoheadboard.org. Happy holidays, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. This will be our last Fangirl Playbook of 2020, and we have a lot to discuss. First, Steph and I break down all of the NFL's Week 16 playoff scenarios, and I do mean all of them, while we also discuss whether the Pittsburgh Steelers are in trouble. Then it's off to Dylan where Matt is all for seeing other people and Landry confesses on Friday Night Lights. We will be off next week, but back on January 5th, 2021 with our NFL playoff preview and more FNL. Have a safe and happy holiday season. All right, Steph, it is somehow week 16. I know. And it's somehow Christmas week. And next year, next year, next week is New Year's, but next week is actually also next year. Um, so it's just crazy after the 2020, that was, that's where we are. But let's dive on in. This is a very big week 16. So many playoff scenarios. But the first thing I want to talk about, there are two teams that I think are worth just bringing up real quick. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who seem to be on a downward skid at the wrong time, uh, even though they've they've clinched a playoff berth, so that's good. Uh, and then the Los Angeles Rams. But let's start with the Steelers. They seem to be somewhat falling apart. Last night they lost to the Bengals on Monday Night Football, and they've had not a great few weeks. What is going on with this team? Are they in trouble? You know, I don't know. I they look they came out with like a vengeance in the beginning and they've had some things happen and they they with Connor out and their run game hasn't been able to get as much you know umph as it was in the beginning but you know you're the one that always says you know I think they should lose before you get into the playoffs so not this many times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's like, it's interesting because I just think that maybe they're learning the problems and a little too well, but, um, they, you know, but it's, it's interesting because if you can figure out certain things about the Steelers, they're beatable. And I think obviously maybe that's not a good thing for the Steelers. Well, and it's funny because, you know, last season when the Niners won all those games in a row and were Mm -hmm. undefeated and everybody said, well, they haven't played anybody. And it's been the same thing with the Steelers. And, you know, my answer to that is like, you can only play who's on the schedule and you're still winning games. And I think like the 49ers kept proving throughout the season, you know, then they beat the Saints. Yes, they lost the Ravens. They did lose the Seahawks once, but then they beat the Seahawks in Seattle. They beat the Saints in New Orleans. And I think they showed they really were the best team in in the NFC. I don't know that the Steelers seem to be on that same trajectory. They're, and I never subscribe to this area, but they're turning me into the believers if they haven't played anybody and they were a 11 and 0 team. Right. Um, and that so goes against how, we, how I think how about are. football yeah. and sports. Yeah. And so um, we'll see how this plays out. I, right now, I think it's very clear that the Chiefs and the Bills are the two best teams in the For AFC, sure. and it's going to come down. I think to the two of them in that AFC championship. So um, let's talk about the AFC real quick, actually, though, since we're, I just mentioned the Chiefs, they played the Saints this past weekend. You know, it ended up being a great game. Chiefs won. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't know that the Chiefs are yeah. beatable. Like I just, I mean, they're beatable, but I Ooh, think when push comes to shove, yeah, who's going to beat them? I just don't know. If the Saints couldn't do it, and granted you had Drew Brees' his first game back from 11 broken ribs and a punctured lung, which <laughs> let me ask you a question about a punctured lung. Yeah. That sounds so serious. So serious. And yet there, there he was back, back on the field just a few weeks later. Uh, so that's always odd. Um, but so I don't know who's going to beat them. I actually think best chance are the Bills. Yeah. Like if the Bills continue to play at the level they've been playing, they are the best chance to beat the Chiefs. I don't think anyone in the NFC does it. But let's go into those AFC playoff scenarios I keep promising you guys and then distracting myself <laughs> with. Um, and so we'll start with with kind of what – here's what we know. What we know is the Buffalo Bills have won the AFC East for the first time since I believe 1995. Crazy. Uh, which is crazy. I think actually – did I see a stat that Josh Allen maybe was like three or one or maybe not born? Oh, I, you know, probably. I don't quote me on that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that for sure, but it, it feels, feels right. like there would be something yeah. in there. It feels right. It definitely, it definitely feels right. Uh, the chiefs are the AFC West winners, of course, and the Steelers have clinched a playoff berth. Those are the only things we know, which is kind of amazing mm-hmm. going into week 16, which is going to make for two very exciting weeks ahead of us. So here's what we have going on this week. This next one is going to be real fun to keep track of, guys. You may want to pull out a pen and paper. The Cleveland Browns played the Jets on Sunday, which I would have said was a total win, but the Jets went ahead and beat the Rams this past Sunday, um, which to the chagrin of like every Jets fan and to the happy merriment of Trevor Lawrence, I would imagine, because now it looks like he'll be a Jacksonville Jaguar and not a New York Jet. Um, though I don't, I mean, I got to be honest, yeah. it's a, that's a toss up, but um, as to <laughs> which team you'd rather be on. But um, but at least the Jaguars in the recent past have had your Jaguars have had some success and I think have a chance to, to turn it around. The Jets just just have not in a long uh, time. Yeah, so, I, I, so I feel for the Jags because I actually think that they're they have some re- like pretty good players on that team. They just need some key, you know, and they've lost a lot, but they've barely lost a lot of games. So I feel for them because yeah. even though they are bad, they're not as bad as it appears. <laughs> they're bad. Okay. So I'll give you that. They're bad, but not, <laughs> unlike the Jets who are just bad. But right. again, I do want to point out somehow managed to beat the I Los know. Angeles Rams this past Sunday. It. So, you know, any given Sunday. Uh, okay. So with this Cleveland Jets game, Cleveland clinches a play- playoff first with the following scenarios. Again, get your pen and paper ready. <laughs> Cleveland wins, Baltimore loses or ties, or Cleveland wins, Miami loses or ties, or Cleveland wins, Indianapolis, my Colts lose. Cleveland ties, Baltimore loses, Cleveland ties, Miami loses. I think the key takeaway here is that Cleveland should really try to win (laughs) and then, and probably should try to avoid the tie. And then they're going to need a little help. I think, you know, Cleveland is 10 and four. I think they are going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of, when yeah <laughs> is it going to be this weekend is it going to be next weekend um but it's going to be interesting because now you have uh i mentioned indianapolis plays into this indianapolis plays pittsburgh on sunday i would say for pittsburgh this is obviously a really important statement game i remember saying last week that if they don't beat the the Bengals handily there's trouble uh so i guess that answers that yeah. question but i for the colts this is 
another important game, also 10 and four, they clinch a playoff mm-hmm. berth with a win and a Baltimore loss or tie, a win and a Miami loss or tie. This is so mm-hmm. weird to me. Indianapolis tie and Baltimore loss or Indianapolis tie and Miami loss. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it's very interesting. So again, the key takeaway <laughs> is Indianapolis <laughs> Indianapolis should win this weekend. But that's a tough game. I mean, in theory, on paper, it's a tough game. We've seen in practice, maybe it's not as tough as it seems. Um, but it's a tough game. Also, I would like to say I'm very upset about DeForest Buckner being snubbed from the Pro Bowl. <gasps> was he that's really? just an aside. I yes, did not he was. see and that. I, as the Colts Shock. man that I am, I am very, very Shock. upset about it. It is, it is, it is shocking. Um, he tweeted, I've never been the popular kid. Aww. And I know that made me sad. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know, it is, it does feel sad. But then I thought about the contract he signed right, and like right. things are going pretty well. <laughs> like it's not, yeah, I'm sure it's hurtful and I can understand why that does bother him. But I like, on the other hand, things are not going terribly. So um, we'll go with that. So that, that becomes a very interesting game. You know, you have Philip Rivers against Big Ben, mm-hmm. two very veteran quarterbacks. You know, you've got that Indianapolis defense that includes DeForest Buckner. Yeah. Indy's playing well. I, this is going to be, um, it's going to be a really good, really interesting game. I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes. I look at, I think I put my Steph McCarroll hat on <laughs> and I look at matchups mm-hmm. and, I might give the win to Indianapolis. I like Indy. I think they're doing well. I think they're in the right place right now. So, and I think their players want it. You know, I think back of when uh, Defoe signed with Indiana Indianapolis Colton, I'm like, why would he go from a championship team? <laughs> well, he didn't have a choice. He got, no, he I got know, traded, but you so know, he was, you know, just to demand, you know, the salary and all that. But it's just funny, you know, I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, no, he's like, obviously I'm the clown. But it's just funny because, uh, you know, I think they want it. There's a lot of players on there that really want it. I do, too. I want to see them go far into the playoffs. I'm um, I'm hoping for them to go far. I don't know if they're built to beat the Bills or the Chiefs. Um, I mean, they're probably not, but any given Sunday, I I do think they're a really good team though. And when it comes down to matchups, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Kansas city is playing Atlanta (laughs) who I've just, the Atlanta Falcons should write a book on how, remember how to lose a guy in 10 days. (laughs) They should have a book on like how to lose a game in spectacular fashion. It's or in 10 minutes, maybe how to lose a game in 10 minutes. It is um, first of all, I don't think they ever want to play Tom Brady again because they have severe issues with large leads over Tom Brady uh, and then him coming back to win. But I, it's an, it's amazing, yeah. actually. It really is. It's it's a it's one of the more fascinating things about the season for a team that's four and ten. But um, it's amazing. So they're playing Kansas City this weekend. Uh, so Kansas City clinches the first round by uh, with a just by winning. Uh, with a Pittsburgh loss or a Buffalo loss. But again, as I've said through all the key takeaway is these teams should win the game. So that's um, that's where we're at there. Now, Pittsburgh can clinch the AFC North division title with a win or with a Cleveland loss or a Pittsburgh tie and a Cleveland tie. This one is very interesting because I don't – I'm not convinced Pittsburgh's going to win this game, and I feel – Despite what happened this last week, I feel pretty confident that the Browns are going to beat the Jets. Yeah. So 
this becomes this become that's a really important game in a lot of ways for Pittsburgh. Yeah. So not just like mentally, but like actually a really really important yeah. I, don't, I think you get to the um, point where you don't want to put it in anyone else's hands. You know, you you got to right. win at this point. Yeah, you know, this is the time. So and and you know, there's all these. Well, if they lose and you know they tie or whatever, you want to just clinch and you just want to go. So yeah, we'll see how that all turns out. <laughs> We will see. Yes, we will. We will see how that all turns out. Okay, so then the Titans will be playing at Green Bay. They clinched the AFC South with a win and an Indianapolis loss. So there's just a lot. There's all of it's just so funny how all of these yeah. games, aside from like all the implications through all the other games throughout the day, Tennessee will clinch a playoff berth with a win on Sunday, uh, a Miami loss, a Baltimore loss, or a Tennessee tie and a Baltimore tie. So, so there's lots of teams like really, in it. There are yeah. so I hope there's so many teams in it, and I hope everybody has their pen and paper <laughs> because you're going to need it on Sunday to keep up. And that, my friends, was just the AFC. Let us move to the NFC. So uh, here's what we know. This is how I'm going I'm to open both both conferences. Here's what we know, Steph. What we know is that the Green Bay Packers have clinched the NFC North. The Saints have clinched a playoff berth, and the Seahawks have clinched a playoff berth. So the first game that I want to talk about is the Rams at Seattle, because like this game, I feel like, is what NFL Week 16s were made for. (laughs) This game is, this is such a huge game. Uh, It matters so much to both teams. So the Rams have not clinched a playoff berth. They would clinch a playoff berth. With a win or a tie, a Chicago loss, or an Arizona win or tie. And Arizona is playing San Francisco. Um, and I think I don't that we'll talk about that. That's a crapshoot. Yeah. So the Seahawks would quit clinch the West if they win yeah. this game. So this one is huge. And both of these teams, it's a little bit which team shows up on mm-hmm. Sunday. When the Rams struggle, very often it is tied to the play of quarterback Jared Goff. I know that that's expert analysis, guys, that the quarterback is a pretty big deal. But, you know, I think in this case it is worth talking about because, you know, he did not play well in that Super Bowl a couple years ago. They signed him to a huge contract. And and I understand why they did, and I, and I get that. But now we're a couple years down the road, and he's inconsistent. When he's on, he's on, and when he's off, he's off. But you can't have a quarterback that you're paying that much money to that's extremely inconsistent and that you can't necessarily rely on. So that's going to be a big part of this game, which Jared Goff will show up. They have it on so many other parts of their game. Um, So there's that. Then Seattle has also been inconsistent at times. We've seen a little more inconsistency from Russell Wilson than we have in years prior that being said if I had to pick who which quarterback I wanted to put my chances on it would obviously be you know Russell Wilson so this one is going to be a really good game it's in Seattle which doesn't have the same meaning as it has obviously in previous years because you you take out the crowd and the the 12th man um, (laughs) as part of the whole thing (laughs) so you know how I feel about the 12th man in Seattle Um, but I have to say with this game it's kind of interesting, and I guess maybe it's just because the 49ers are so bad, um, you know, with all of the injuries and everything. I, I don't have a – I don't have, like, one I'm rooting for over the other. I just want a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we will we will see. I kind of 
again, it's going to be which Jared Goff shows up on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it the Rams do play Seattle pretty well. So, you know, they but do. they haven't looked too hot. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it's been funny. I don't know. Like I have, I don't have anything to offer, you know, and like who's going to win on this? Cause it, I thought for sure the Rams would have played better, but you know, hey, you know, we'll see. But I do say that that Seattle always finds a way to pull it out of their hat, and it bugs me, but they just do. So, kind of lean that way, unfortunately. And I think it also depends. As much as it depends on which Jared Goff shows up, it depends on which Seattle defense. And shows. Russell Wilson hasn't looked big. too great either. No, it. it no, he will be up against Aaron Donald, and that is just, as I've said before in a game preview about the 49ers, it's not a super fun way to spend your no. Sunday. So I think, <laughs> He runs around, um, though. <laughs> he runs around, though, so that's that's going to be kind of the, the fun part to watch. So this is going to be a great game. So I'm very, very excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so back to the other teams in the NFC. Okay, so the Cardinals, who play the Niners, it's the Niners – quote unquote road game, even though it's now kind of a home, home game road. for everybody. Um the Cardinals oh, home and road. <laughs> home and road, exactly. The Cardinals are eight and six. They would clinch a playoff berth with a win and Chicago loss or tie or a tie and a Chicago loss. Um this game you know the Cardinals have also been inconsistent, mm-hmm. but I just think at this point the 49ers are so beat up. Yeah that I, I just don't see them winning this one. And they, at full strength, they have a lot of trouble with mobile quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, and they did last season when they had that, you know, this elite defense game one against Kyler Murray, they had a lot of trouble and everybody was healthy then. So, and Arizona's really got something to play for here. And, and I think the 49ers do too in terms of pride and it doesn't seem like a team, you know, this is not a team that's given up in, Right. Perhaps if their quarterback stopped turning the ball over, they would have had a, a few more wins under their belt. But I'm going to give this win to Arizona. I think that I think that they will. I think they'll pull this one out. So that's my <laughs> that's your that's prediction. Feeling on that. <laughs> that's my prediction, guys. You can hold me to it or not, but that's my prediction. Um, okay, the Packers, who as we mentioned earlier, were playing Tennessee. They're Sunday night football. They clinch a first round bye with a. Mm-hmm. win and a Seattle loss or tie or a tie and a New Orleans loss or tie and a Seattle loss or tie. Um, as long as both New Orleans and Seattle don't tie, wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> if both New Orleans and Seattle tie? I doubt it. Yes, that would be incredible. <laughs> I doubt it too. But I mean, this year's so I crazy. Know, Who yeah. knows? <laughs> but then they would have to lose too. So oof. yeah, uh, that's or Green Bay would, Green Bay would have to tie. Oh, tie. So three so ties. <laughs> but if if New Orleans and Seattle, one of them, so okay, if Green Bay can clinch the first round by with if they tie, New Orleans loses their ties and Seattle loses their ties unless both Seattle and New Orleans tie. It's very mm-hmm. confusing. I think Green Bay should just I'm win and the Rams pull it that. out. But like it's that's so unlikely. It's I, 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 it's so unlikely that it's one hundred percent going to happen. <laughs> that's that's why. okay. It's so unlikely that all. The- are going to die, but probably not. So I'm going to keep a very close eye on all that. But um, that's what's going on with Green Bay. Now I have one more 
she, you guys, you should see like my notes. I'm like, I'm not Steve Kornacki and John King, but like kind of give me a big board and maybe I could be. Um, okay. So we have the Saints playing Minnesota Okay. Uh, on Christmas day on Friday. First of all, it's a Friday game, which I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, unless it just happened when I was really little and don't remember and a Christmas day game, which I think is also interesting. Um, especially cause it is a Friday. So they're playing on Friday. New Orleans would clinch the NFC South with a, just with a win or a Tampa Bay loss or a New Orleans tie and a Tampa Bay tie. The amount of ties that potentially could happen this weekend are so funny to me. Everybody die. Uh, so again, the key takeaway is they should just win. New Orleans should win this game. Um, they're better on paper. I think they're better matchup wise. Uh, I, I don't think that, I don't think it'll be a, necessarily like an easy game or a blowout, but they should win this game if just looking at everything this is a game they should win that does now granted the Steelers should have won last night's game and the Rams should have won Sunday so who knows but I have confidence um that New Orleans can win this one I think Minnesota will put up a fight but I think New Orleans could win we've talked about the Seahawks the Rams oh I'm sorry no I'm just gonna say like on the Christmas day games you know um we always have Christmas day games but on a Friday but but not on a Friday. Friday (laughs) <laughs> we normally because then they compete with the NBA. Right. That's a good point. It's been a long time. I would say this since obviously since I've been a fan, Christmas has to have fallen on a Sunday and there <laughs> were games. But um since since I've been a reporter, right. I don't think that has happened. Of Christmas. I do Right, 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 right. Because you would remember that. I would remember that because I do remember, just to give you guys a great visual of this, <laughs> a couple of years ago or a few years ago being in the San Jose airport on Christmas Eve. Uh, and actually, maybe Christmas wasn't, maybe because, but I think the 49ers played Christmas Eve. I don't know. I just remember being in the San Jose airport on Christmas Eve, waiting for my flight and buying a box of seed candy. Cause I was like, <laughs> it's Christmas Eve and I'm sitting in the San Jose oh. airport after covering a game, which is fine. I'm doing what I love and I'm very happy and I'm on my way home. So it wasn't like a terribly sad story, but I was like, it is Christmas Eve and I'm going to have seized candy and I'm going to enjoy it. Thank you very much. (laughs) So that's what you guys have. Um, And I'm Jewish. So Christmas doesn't have like as big a meaning to me, but it's, you know, it's still fun and festive. And I think we all know I like fun and festive. Um, So there's your visual for that. Uh, Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are playing Detroit on Saturday. And they clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie or a Chicago loss or tie. Okay. So um, we'll see how that plays out. This, you know, this is another team that's been inconsistent. I do think they're better than the Lions, though. And I think they match up better than the Lions probably pretty much everywhere. Um, so we'll see how that one plays out. But so they will clinch with that. And then last but not least, the Washington football team who plays Carolina on Sunday would clinch the NFC East with a win and a Giants loss or tie, or a tie, plus a Giants loss and a Philadelphia-Dallas tie. So there's that. I'm pulling for the Washington football team. Yeah, I'm a big Alex Smith fan. I I just feel bad, and I hope he does well and finishes with a bang. Me too. So I'm pulling for them. So those are all your NFL playoff scenarios. You may have to listen to this twice um, <laughs> to get that all. Or pause it, write everything down, go back, rewind. Um, so those are your playoff scenarios. We are not going to be here next week, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, to see how they all or how we're going into week 17, but we will be there here the following week 
to talk about the first weekend of the playoffs and preview the first wildcard round. So that'll be very fun and exciting. But before we can let you go, we of course have to talk about Friday Night Lights, <laughs> uh, season two, episode entitled Seeing Other People, which is actually funny for the reason that it's called that. So let's dive right in with our recap of the episode. Smash is going on a recruiting trip uh, to a college not far from Dylan, because we'll get to this in a minute, but uh, Matt has to pick him up. Uh, so he is going on a recruiting trip, and he's being very smash about it. And it's funny, his mother, who we love, says to him, when you go on these trips, you're representing this family, so please behave accordingly. And he really right. he did, I'm going to say, not take that one too much to heart. So one of, of course, there's a very funny line that comes up twice when he's leaving to go on this trip and he's being just, as I said, super smash about it. And he tells uh, Matt and everybody that it's going to be like Cabo in his pants, which I don't even know <laughs> don't what that either. means, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I did like, a double take on like, that. Like, <laughs> I was like, um, okay. So he goes, everything is going great until he meets a young lady and they really hit it off and they're in her room and her boyfriend who looks like he has to be, you think he's an offensive lineman or a defensive yeah, lineman? He's, he's enormous. Big. A lineman of sorts. Um, so walks in on them and chases Smash who is in boxers and nothing out else who literally has to run and you get to see how fast Smash is as he's running. He is uh, not going to be going to this school and Matt has to pick him up like under and, and over. That was my favorite um, line though. And he's like, if they would have timed me, I would have run a three point yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's like, if they would have me, I would have run a three eight. Yeah. It's that like, was really I love fun. that. It was crazy. Yeah, no, that was, that was awesome. And I, and then Matt also says to him, how was it? Was it combo in your pants? Um, so, so then Matt, so let's talk about Matt for a minute. So Matt and Carlotta, as we talked about last week, had their moment and she had the squeeze his shoulder moment at breakfast. So he tries to talk to her about it and she totally blows him off and says, we just need to pretend it didn't happen. And you know, it was not a thing, et cetera, et cetera. So his current girlfriend, Lauren, um, is still very into Matt. And so she brings cookies over, surprises Matt with cookies on a night where he and Carlotta now actually are kind of talking about things. And it looks like might take things to the next level. And then Lauren comes over and after she leaves, Matt knocks on Carlotta's door and she and he says, I'm so sorry. I didn't know she was coming. And she said, like, there's nothing to apologize for. Go to bed. Just forget it. So when he picks Matt up, he I'm sorry, when he picks Smash up, he asks him, how do you break up with someone? Mm -hmm. And Smash says, I've never broken up with someone. I just ask them if they want to be in an open relationship. And then I always come out smelling like a rose. And um, then you don't have to break up with them. That usually does the trick, which this is, by the way, terrible yeah. advice. Awesome. <laughs> just, if, you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for how to break up with someone, this advice is horrific. So Matt tells – shockingly, so Matt tells Lauren – that he wants to be in an open relationship. He does not come out smelling like a rose. She yells at him. She walks away crying. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But um, at the end of the episode, we do see Matt and Carlotta uh, take it to the next level. <laughs> and um, that is going to be an interesting storyline as time goes on. But yeah, so he and Carlotta um, sleep together and 
there's definitely, there's good chemistry there. I mean, you could see it coming from a mile away the first day she got there, but um, there's definitely good chemistry there. Uh, We have, let's go with Tammy and Eric, and then we'll get to, we'll do Tammy and Eric and then Tammy and Julie and a lot of, a lot of Tammy. So uh, Eric comes in to talk to Tammy and she's hanging out with Glenn in her office, who's lying down. He's brought burger and fries and they're all chummy, chummy. And and he does not like it. Like Coach Taylor definitely does not like it. He wants to talk to Tammy uh, alone. She has had a moment with Tim Riggins where Tim says to her, you know, is there, I don't know what else to do. Could you please talk to coach? I really want to get back on this team. And she says, you know, he doesn't always listen to me on things like this, but I will see what I can do. So she brings it up with Glenn there. Mm-hmm. And that's when Coach Taylor asks Glenn to leave, and he's not so happy. He he says later he's not happy he had to ask Glenn to leave. But he asks Glenn to leave, and he says, you know, Tim Riggins has been using that face and that look he gave you since the beginning of time. That's why he's always gotten away with stuff. And she says she needs a night out. And so he's like, I think we should go to this restaurant. Don Antonio's, I believe, is the restaurant, and we should get wine. And she's like, no, I need a night out like with the other teachers. They're going out to play Bunko. <laughs> I don't even know what Bunko is. Have yeah, you ever yeah I, I haven't played it in, I mean, years. I think I was a kid, but my parents used to play Bunko years ago. Okay. Well, here's our homework, guys. Everybody is going to look up Bunko. But they're going to go out to play Bunko, and she needs a night out. And she's, um, he. I think he's a little hurt that she didn't want a night out with him. And she says she just needs to talk to some grownups and have grown-up time. I think, you know, she's talking to kids all day as the guidance counselor She's taking care of Gracie, you know, at night and dealing with Julie, and she feels like she needs some grown-up time. So she wants to go out for some Bunko. Tammy is a very tough episode because she yeah. comes back from Bunko, and Eric kind of lays into her and very unfairly. Um, and it's because he's a little jealous and feeling insecure and maybe not as attended to as he wants to. And he tells her she needs to pay more attention to her family, which is a very unfair comment and a really mean comment. Um, and so she tells him to sleep on the couch, but it's, it's not a great moment, uh, for Eric and not a great moment in their marriage. And, you know, considering he was gone and she was the one holding down the fort and how difficult that was. And it was just, it was not cool. Um, so they do make up at the end and all is well in Eric and Tammy land. But that was, that was rough and that was mean. I didn't, you know, that seems like, that's just mean. That yeah, he said that I think it's mean, but I think everybody has mean moments. And I think it was, if you have a baby crying and then your significant other is out doing whatever, you know, having fun, there's a little resentment there. Like at least be in the pain with me. There you is. know, it's not, you know, I get that. You know, I'm not saying it's right. You know, it's wrong. But I get that. But I feel like there were, for all that time, he was at TMU chasing his dream and she was home alone with the baby and with Julie. I feel like she And I think that's why they're so, like, normal because everybody has those moments, you know? Like, and when you're able to see the whole picture, it's frustrating, you know, at that time in that moment. But when you see the whole picture, it's like, oh, well, you know, you've kind of, you know, you've, it's both of them have had their kind of moments and that's, we were people. Yeah. So it's, we're going to make those stupid, you know, decisions sometimes. Yes. And it is why they do feel very normal and feel very real because everybody does have those moments and they have mean moments and, and he knew he was wrong and, you know, they are able to 
they're able to make up for it. So um, the Panthers is the the uh, episode opens lose yeah. a very a, like a bad game. They lose like thirty seven nothing. You know Tim Riggins is not on the team yet. Not back on the team yet. Uh, so they lose a very, you know, very tough game. So tensions are kind of high everywhere. Now at the game, Julie is sitting with her English teacher, Noah, as she calls him. Um, and Tammy and her sister are talking about it. And her sister says, oh, there's the English teacher Julie has a crush on. And Tammy's like, Does, did she tell you she has a crush on him? And she's like, no, but, you know, I can just tell. And Julie's, and Tammy says, I don't like it. I don't like that he spends so much time with her. And the sister says, like, he doesn't seem like the type. I think it's like a harmless crush. Um but he gives Julie a book to read. And, you know, as last week, she walked in on them having lunch together, like literally just having lunch together. And she pulls him into a classroom and says to him, like, um, I don't like you having lunch behind closed doors with my daughter. I don't like you giving her salacious book to read, mm-hmm. books to read. And she really, like, talks about – talk about laying into him. And she says to him, I could have you fired. Yeah. And it – like everyone here hears it because the door is open. She's not screaming, but the door is open and everyone can hear it. And Julie sits down at lunch with Lois and says, I can't find no, I'm supposed to have lunch with him. And so Lois tells her what happened. And Julie gets very upset and storms into the guidance counselor's office and really like yells at her mom. And she's really, really, and rightly so. I mean, I think Tammy, it escalated really fast she definitely overreacted and she did not handle it great. But going back to we all have our human moments. Um, and she, it was out of concern, but, you know, it was very embarrassing to Julie. And her sister has a conversation with her about it, Tammy's sister. And this is kind of an interesting conversation when Tammy, Tammy says to her, you know, you're not a mother. And her sister says, I hope one day we can have a conversation where you don't say that to me as if like I can't understand right. anything. Um, and I, you know, I totally couldn't understand that and, and relate to that. Uh, and that was, you know, an interesting moment. And then her sister says to her, you know, and I, I give her sister credit for kind of recovering quickly on that and saying to her, what if mom did that? Yeah. And Tammy's like, I'd be horrified. So it was not Tammy's moment. best moment, you know, and I, no. I just, I, I mean, I get that, how she feels as a mother, but she, I don't know, some of the stuff she said, I, I don't, and in his defense, like, yeah, it might be a little inappropriate, but you don't know his motives. You know, he could just be recommending a book and, you know, just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but. And he didn't, I don't think any of his behavior was, you know, Tammy says to him, I don't like how you touch each other when you talk. Uh-huh. We don't really see a lot that either like I know at the football game he's telling her something and it looks like he whispers to her but I don't see a lot of like I don't think we've seen a lot of them touching yeah. each other when they talk um and I I don't you know I think in fairness to him he hasn't really done anything inappropriate he's been a sounding board for Julie and a teacher right. and I think that's part of his that's part of his job um so there's there's that. So Tim is now living with the guy that God. was Tyra's uh, sister's friend who, uh, long story short, Tim finds by the end of the episode, he finds that the guy's basically running a meth lab. Not basically. He's making right. meth. He's running a meth lab. Um, and Tim is like, I got to get out of here. And so – and the guy says to him, it's a good thing you're a cool guy or I'd have to kill you. And I don't think – I mean, he's not kidding. Right. Um, so – 
Tim gets out of there. And the next thing we see him, he's running, he runs on the football field. And like coach Taylor says, you didn't just let me down. You let the team down, you let yourself down. And he goes through and starts apologizing to everybody. And he's funny when he does it, but he starts apologizing to everybody. And finally coach Taylor says to him, wipe that smile off your face. Your penance is not done, but go take your spot. And he's back, he's back on the team. Um, so there's that. And then the kind of the biggest shocker of the episode is, um, the guy that Landry killed, even though only Tyron, his dad, yeah, know that right yeah. now, his brother comes back and wants to talk to his, so his brother's victims, which is very strange. And Tyra at first says she was do it, and then she's just not comfortable. So Landry says he'll go in her place. Uh, so he goes and talks to him and says, like, why do you want to do that? And he's like, because I can't understand how my brother did these things. And Landry obviously has very unkind things to say about his brother, and he's right about all of them. Um. And it, it just starts to eat away at him and he can't, he can't get past, like the secret is eating away at him. And he's sitting in, I think it's Astro Burger or wherever it is that they're, the, uh, the burger spot that everybody meets up in. And Lila's there with some of her church group and she comes over and asks him if he's okay. And he said, he's just, he's carrying a secret and he needs to let it out. And so at the end of the episode, he walks into the police station and he confesses to killing the guy. Yeah. And that is where the episode ends. So that is where we are with that. Uh, so in a couple weeks, we'll be on to the next episode. But it was it was a good one. It was a good one. Lot and it, I think it was, you know, it's just the inappropriate, weird dis- relationships, you know, that you see. And mm-hmm. but you also see that, you know, different things, you know, the you know, he I always think of like coach Taylor wants to be the friend, you know, and he wants to be. So it's, it's interesting, you know, and then you see the things where, um, too, just with everything going on. And I love that Matt and Smash reconciled in that way. Yes. I just thought it was good because you see all these different, I mean, just like everything with the Friday Night Lights, it's all about relationships. Yep. 100%. All right, guys, before we go, Fangirl says, who's hot? Who's not? All right, Steph, you want to go first? I'll let you go first this time. Okay, so my who's not hot uh, are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry, but I mean, they're just, they're very, very not hot right now. Uh, And I'm going to go with who's hot, and you're not going to like this, and I'm sure nobody's going to like this, but I'm giving it to Tom Brady because he's been very up and down this season. They were down by a ton of points to Falcons and he still managed to lead the comeback. I mean, the Falcons seem to be his wheelhouse in that way, but I'm going to give it to Tom Brady this week. Yeah. He's had, I mean, it. he's had, you got to hand it to him because I think he deserves every bit of the success that he has. Um, I am going to say my who's who's hot is definitely the Buffalo Bills. I think they're coming on strong and they're impressive on so many fronts. So they are my who's hot. My who's not hot. You know, I'm Steelers were up there for me, but since you took that one and it's okay because you went first. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to say the fans. Um, there's just been so many awful fans and I don't know if it's because of fantasy football, but they have been lighting mm-hmm. up the athletes. I think about Moster 
and different mm-hmm. athletes. And I just think that's horrible. So those fans that light up those athletes who are out there, you know, risking their health and nobody cares about your fantasy football team. <laughs> yeah. No, but, and, and the things that they say you're right have been horrible. So Awful. I think I'm going to have to co-signing that. Um, not hot for sure. Um, All right, everybody, have a wonderful holiday and new year. We will be back with a brand new episode on January 5th, 2021. We'll we'll talk more Friday Night Lights and preview the NFL playoffs. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Talk to everybody later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Sports opinions with a side of satire. We're the First and Tens, a weekly show delivering the spiciest opinions on football, life, and especially each other. And we can do that because we've been best friends for so long. I'm Amy. And I'm Jasmine. First and Tens will bring you sports from the female perspective while also injecting pop culture, fashion, and music into our daring dialogue. We're saucy, edgy, and most of all, we We think think we're we're funny funny AF. AF. First and Tens, light on stats. Heavy on sass. Follow us at firstandtenspodcast.com.